0: show will note the last couple of weeks there have been a couple best of episodes and i assure you that although it wasn't say us doing this thing live in and of the moment you are enriched and benefited by those best of episodes oh we can get to that point hey, man i'm setting this up okay wow. this is called this is called showbiz it's called hollywood you gotta get them eating out of here man you know <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is not a best of episode. This is original content brought to you in the most interesting format possible, the modern podcast, and b- delivered to you on your mobile device, invented by the beauty and miracle of capitalism and the genius of one Steve Jobs.
1: So I bring to you now, to the microphone, the great Barack Lurie. Yes, yeah, so, all right, all right. <laughs> Jeez, so, you know, but the irony will be that if, indeed, this is a fantastic show, and we decide that we need to rebroadcast this, uh, this many will months from be now. Best and, uh, of and you're insisting that this is not one of the best of shows. And indeed, they'll say best of. That, that will be very ironic. Oh,
0: well, I didn't say just to, okay, let's do the whole thing over again. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say this will not be a best of show. It's I just I think a lot of our listeners a- are rolling their eyes right now and they're saying,
1: would you get to the point? Okay, USA, USA, USA. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, as you may know, the title of this uh, podcast is USA, USA. And USA. And why do we say that? Well, OK, we, we want to deal with a cult of personality that we see these days, not just uh, in this campaign cycle of Hillary Clinton versus Obama and such, uh, not, not versus, but with Obama and Joe Biden and all those other people. Because it, it, it dawned upon me, and I really don't know, I, I think I stumbled upon this. Um, it, it seems to me when people on the left, they chant, what, what do they chant for? They do not chant for um, anything in particular. There's no necessarily idea that they chant for. I mean, to some extent, you can say, yes, they do, Barack. Uh, they, they chant for socialism, socialism, but they would never dare say so, right? No,
0: yeah, but but they, they do it by chanting Bernie, Bernie, yeah,
1: Bernie. So that, that, yeah. That's my point. So they chant for the individual, whether it's Bernie Obama or Hillary, right? It's That's their man or their woman, as the case may be. They get very excited and they wrap themselves around that individual. Fascinating stuff, right? Now, And Obama could probably be the best example of what we're talking about, but it was also true in the days of old. Even to some extent, Jimmy Carter, believe it or not, uh, certainly Bill Clinton. There was a lot of of cult of of uh, a personality cult going around him as well
0: all well, the three letter abbreviations fdr lbj jfk right and it, they
1: want to do that with hrc now too yeah so uh, this is it's you know somehow they're they're elevated and it's all about the way this person makes them feel there's a, a messianic quality to each of their uh, the people that they put up as a hopeful for the president and this time of course it's it's uh, hillary clinton and I, I don't I think that's one of the problems that they have in this campaign by the way. in addition to the myriad other things that we talked about about Hillary Clinton, that she doesn't have a personality that she's not about anything that she has she's got the headwind of two previous terms of Democratic presidential rule at the White House, uh, that she's got the scandals she has a shrill voice that she's a woman and women don't like women. there's a whole bunch of li- things right but she's just not that Interesting. She just doesn't have that aura to her. Uh, you know, I, I despise the man, but Obama has an aura that he created that that a lot of people bought into. You and I didn't buy into it. We knew that he was a fraud from day one. But nevertheless, I can see how people just wrap themselves into him.
0: We can admit there's a certain level of charisma the man does embody even if you're into it or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. of course, yeah. Her, J- just like the none. Democrats, yeah. <laughs> she has no charisma, n- nothing there. Okay. So, but the point is they still wrap their minds around but because that's their modus operandi that they must attach themselves to their candidate's personality. What happens when their candidate doesn't have a personality? Whoops. <laughs> what are you going to do now, Batman? It's right?
0: like in episode of Simpsons where you hear Homer you hit the car brakes. <laughs>
1: yeah, what? Go! Oh. Yeah. What are you, you going to do now, Moses? Yeah. So you got no personality. So if you don't have that, then you can't possibly, you know, at least in the Democratic mantra of things, right? That's one advantage that Republicans definitely have that you don't have to necessarily be the most dynamic personality. Of course you have to get the independence, that's true. But, and it does help to have a, a, a you know, strong personality. But at the end of the day, we Republicans, we conservatives more poignantly, are, are people that desire uh, ideas. We, we, we wrap ourselves around concepts. So the, the point is that when a Democrat cheers, he cheers for Obama. He cheers for Bernie Sanders. He cheers for Hillary Clinton, and so on down the line. America, The people who say USA, 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 they're conservatives, right? It's a, I think that when, when a liberal hears people chanting USA, USA, they, they almost intuitively, reflexively understand that this, this group is largely a conservative group, right? Yeah. Because... What, are we, what we're chanting about, the ideals of the United States, that we do it as the United States. I think the only time they would ever say USA, USA, the liberals, that is, is if they are so... I mean, they're a mother of a child who's in the Olympics. <laughs> and then, then she may put away her liberalism and say, oh, we're so proud to do this for, for America. But guess what? Most athletes are conservative anyway. So forget about it. Just forget about it. okay? Because they believe in competition, by definition, right? So, they, they, don't, they don't expect handouts. They understand that it's, it involves hard work to, to be on that um, ice rink. It, it involves hard work to, to be the fastest man uh, the, uh, and the best basketball player, whatever. Hard work, they don't get that otherwise. So USA, USA is, is really a mantra that we conservatives wrap ourselves around. And it, it really dawned on me that distinction was so, so powerful. And I, I thought to myself, why? Why is it that they wrap themselves around a personality and, and, and not their cause? And why they shy away from USA, USA? And I, I think it's, it's what we talked a little bit offline, Ari, where they, they so desire their, their leader to be, not just a leader, but to be, not, not a leader in the, in the Jewish sense, right? Which is, uh, you know, Moshiach in Hebrew means leader. That's all, okay? It, it may be inspired. Uh, may have a sense of dynamism and such like that but they want a leader like a Christian leader and I mean like a Jesus <laughs> that's what a savior they, they, yeah this person has got to be a savior and they put all their hopes in this person one individual who will do it all for them which is so funny because they claim not to believe in individualism right but they by definition they they apparently understand that well if they're all going to be, the collective Borg, like in the Star Trek, right? That they still need one queen bee, right? Whether that queen bee is, is Hillary Clinton or Obama or whoever, right? So let's, let's get the right queen bee to do this.
0: And you know I love it when you make the queen bee analogy about Obama. That, that covers <laughs> oh, a see. lot of <laughs> stuff, I believe. <laughs> it
1: says a lot. All right, we won't get into that. But nevertheless,
0: I will on my podcast. Brock, not so much here. Uh,
1: maybe, maybe that's why you have four times the listeners. I give I the
0: people what they want. <laughs> yeah, salacious <laughs> details. I,
1: I'm not going to go, R. Right, A. David. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Okay, so they, they love. They just. They just love this notion of the cult of personality, right? This is so critical to them, and and. Part of the reason why we conservatives are able to say USA, USA, and love the notion of democracy and such, and that we don't wrap ourselves so much in Trump or Romney or McCain or anyone else. Or Dole. Or Dole, yeah. These are all quite (laughs) undesirable names. But nevertheless, while we we, we didn't wrap ourselves around them individually is because they they weren't the centerpiece of our attention. They were simply messengers of... they were supposed to be messengers of the conservative message to to embody that and to carry that through to, to execute to preside over the idea and to execute the idea but it wasn't about them themselves and the, and that is is totally alien to the to the democrats now why is that because i think there's so much godlessness in the and the democratic side of the equation they you know that they're their god to, to, to the extent they believe in God it's, it's God with a small g And B with a small you know belief B with a small b it's, it's kind of there in the background They might believe in it, they might not But generally, by and large They don't have a very strong belief in God
0: And, they, and, they always... and I
1: know I'm shocking A lot of Democrats out there But I, I think I'm right about this The Democratic platform is God free It really is yeah. You may yourself be a Democrat You may yourself believe in God fervently And I respect that but I would ask you, well, why are you a Democrat then? Because you know, your your party doesn't believe in God as a platform. Just like you know, you, you may be a communist and you may be a very fantastic person, but your your ideology is extremely dangerous, right? If it were actually employed. So if you're a Democrat and you believe in God, that's great. But just understand that your party is God-free and it just It's very resistant to God. Yeah,
0: you're in the wrong place. Yeah, you just get out of the ladies' room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that doesn't apply anymore, apparently. (laughs) But uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I left the the Democratic Party. Is I just felt like, you know, there's no room for a a God believer. There's no room for somebody who loves Israel. And and to some extent, I think there's whether you realize it or not, there's very little room for Jews. And and ironically, so many Jews are uh, liberal and Democrats. But if, if they actually kind of push the issue, they would understand how, how much of a stranger they really are when it comes to the Democratic Party. But that's another, that's another issue. It's the cult of personality of which we now speak. And when you don't believe in God, it is very natural to infuse all your hopes and your dreams and all the power that you give to somebody to a person. If you don't give it to God, you're going to give it to a person. And hence Obama, hence Bernie Sanders, hence now Hillary Clinton. People are, are just infusing all this hope and this DT status upon her.
0: So, and, and, you know, it's interesting not yeah. to interrupt, but I think this is an important point I think you can, uh, I'd like you to comment on. It goes into the past. Think of how they still worship LBJ or JFK or yeah. FDR. Yeah,
1: that's I true. mean,
0: well, why can't we do something about Social Security? Because FDR set it up this way. That's right. They're
1: God, but he's dead for yeah. you know. No, it's, it's a, So is Muhammad. He's dead. Right. But uh, you know, he's still a prophet, and you you can't even draw a picture of him. So, uh, but FDR is a, it's a good yeah. point. In other
0: words, once imbued, the the godlike definition lasts in perpetuity. Yeah. It never it never evaporates. That's true.
1: Now, they'll say, in fairness to the liberals, you know, they'll say right away, what are you talking about? You guys and your Ronald Reagan crap. You know, that's just something else. Uh, And we'll say, no, not quite. No, that was all USA, USA, USA. (laughs) Bingo, bingo. Uh, It it was all USA because Ronald Reagan was the one chanting USA and leading us to say USA. We weren't. We we loved Ronald Reagan, but we, we loved him because he carried the message, you know, fervently and correctly. And efficiently he said tear down this wall it, it, we didn't think he was a god but we, we, we thought that he we loved him because he saw things clearly and he led the country so well we just want a great leader to lead us well not in a, a messiah sort of way but in just a, in a, a, a clear thinking sort of way in and a, that was who Ronald Reagan was yeah. in a custodian- FDR was not that FDR was about uh, how he made you, made you feel it's all about the feelings right same thing with JFK, for sure, right? It was all but Camelot and how handsome he was and how charismatic he was. And, uh, and he was young and, and aspiring and, and dreaming of things and, and such like that. Uh, LBJ, you know, he wasn't young by any stretch, but he was talking about the warm and poverty and how social justice. And uh, he, he was the man who started all that nonsense that, that is so ineffective. But, I, you know, to, to the Democrats defense, I don't think they look back at LBJ as a savior. Uh, they, they look back at the Great Society and what the Democrats were trying to do, which was an utter failure. But I, I hope that clarifies the point. Your, your question is a good one, which is they look back on time and they have these, these mythical people in their past, starting with FDR in particular.
0: Yeah, and, and it's a uh, when we talk about Reagan, it's in a custodial sense or a pre- presiding sense, as in presidential, uh, one who presides over over this this office and this this uh, responsible position for a finite period of time. Right. And we look back at Ronald Reagan not with God worship, but as an idea of going, you know what? He did some things right. Perhaps leaders today could do the same things right. Right. Not that's exactly right. We're not asking people to assume the mantle of a deity,
1: yeah. And, and, and Reagan would scoff at the idea. Obama loves the idea, right. That's the difference. That's right. You see, here's a comparison, if you will. We look upon so the democrats look upon Obama as the way that they look upon Jesus, uh, or that a Christian looks upon Jesus. And of course, I, I know I don't mean to offend at all, on the contrary, I'm simply saying that the democrats are distorting. Uh, what their candidates are. They ain't no Jesus. Jesus you know, embodied perfection, right? He was supposed to be the Son of God.
0: Right, but the same but, way Christians see him as a savior, yeah, Democrats right. see
1: Obama as that's a savior. Right. And, and you know, it, it's obvious Obama ain't no savior, but that's the way they want to view him. If anything, we look at Ronald Reagan, we conservatives, not as a Jesus, but as a Moses, right? Flawed, making mistakes quite a bit, uh, he can get punished from time to time but having a mission and he had the ability to carry things through and he did it well and he expected the the most out, out of his people that's how we look at reagan as a strong leader and and you know you'll know that if you're a jewish in the uh, in the story of exodus there's no reference to moses in the in the whole passover Haggadah. there's no no reference whatsoever and the whole point of that is to not elevate moses into a deity status we know that he was Uh, He led the people out of uh, Egypt and such like that. But the story isn't about Moses. It's about the people. Just like the story of USA, USA is about the people and democracy. So this is what I love about America. And that's why you and I, we chant USA. We think about the greatness of this country. We don't think about the greatness of Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan or uh, George Bush or anybody else like that. We just hope that he just carries the message through. Thank you very much. Deliver the people, so to speak, if you will. But you, 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 ain't, you ain't any higher than anybody else. That's the way we feel. And they, they feel that too. Ronald Reagan never pretended to be something greater than, than he was. Obama, NHRC, to use their uh, appellation, and for that matter, uh, um, Bernie Sanders, they all think that they're somehow little gods interesting right so the very notion of chanting usa in the democratic convention for example is so alien they would you know look i could be wrong i would love to 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 be proven wrong believe me but i i don't think any time in the democratic national convention of late or even the, the the previous one four years ago that they ever said usa usa in the republican convention you betcha Right and rallies all over whenever there's conservatives or tea parties. You'll hear USA, USA, and I love that about our side of the equation. I, I just don't expect it very much in the future.
0: And one little story about this kind of thing: in 1976, there was a Dodger game, and uh, against the Chicago Cubs, and a couple dirty hippies who had a very um, uh, distant relationship with soap and hot water run on the field with an American flag. Do you know about this, Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And they try to light it on fire. Ugh. And uh, a player for the Chicago Cubs, Rick Monday, who would later go on to become a great player for the Dodgers, rescued the flag. And spontaneously, the entire crowd starts chanting, USA, 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 and then breaks out in singing, God Bless America. Oh, fantastic.
1: I love that story. I did not know that, and I love it. That's just yeah. great. It makes it makes your, your spine tingle, right? Right. But that story, if you're a Democrat, by the way, and, and feel free to write in, does that story make you feel, if you're a true liberal with a capital L, better yet, a, a true leftist with a capital L, does that story make you feel like uh, disgusted, like this yeah. is tribalism? This is nationalism, uh, and it's oh my gosh, this is so scary. Do you do you yeah, see? Yeah, the Nuremberg it? Rally. Yeah, exactly. Are, are the are, are the soldiers goose stepping right right behind them? You know, this is it's just it's so funny. It's just, I, but I think that's what they do think. I, I can tell you to some extent. That's the way I used to think. Whenever there was nationalism going on. Uh, you know, pro-Americanism going on. I thought, oh, that is so primitive, so so very primitive. We're so above that, right? Right. And this nationalism, well, that's a thing of the past. And and um, but now I find myself understanding that the wisdom of nationalism, and well, the right nationalism. If no, your that, nation is based on the right idea, of course, of course. No, no. But nationalism. It, we've talked about this before. They conflate nationalism and fascism or communism, but mostly fascism. And they're wrong to do so it, Nationalism wasn't the cause of fascism Not, not by a long shot it's, it's stupid It's like saying people who, you know, Hitler breathed air And you and I breathe air So therefore breathing air is dangerous <laughs> Because you know, that it makes might, it might just leads, like Hitler Yeah, it might lead to fascism, you know And, and, the, and, the, and the ghetto, right and The gas chambers it, just, it, it has nothing to do with it Nationalism is a good thing On the contrary right? when, you, when you don't have nationalism Then danger lyrics that's the funny thing right and and
0: we can prove this because yes. if you look at any great fascist leader and great is in figure quotes because yes. that's a sarcastic great right what's the first thing they try to do they try to erase borders by invading the country next door and make it part of the original country that's, right. that's, that's right. what hitler did yeah a greater europe a greater empire yeah. world domination that's right It's uh, all these fascist, Islamo-Nazi, socialist, communist ideas are all about one-world governance of some sort or another, in which uh, erasing borders is just fine as long as they're all absorbed into a dominant society in which this one is the king of of all things. Uh,
1: You know, and and we see so much now of um, you know the the, the concern about nationalism, the concern about Americanism, if you will, uh, and, and, and. You know, every every Democrat seems to bristle at this notion, right? They they talk about open borders. Uh, Hillary Clinton recently, in the Democratic convention, talked about how great it would be to be able to, instead of building a wall, we'll talk about giving jobs to all these uh, citizens. Not not citizens. I'm sorry, illegal aliens who are in this country presently, and therefore everything will be fixed, like as if you know, talk about static thinking, right? (laughs) So, but everything is open, and there's like no borders. There's no Defi- definition of any kind, so that's why they get scared uh, of nationalism to some extent. They feel like that that threatens their very way of looking at things, but but indeed it's actually very dangerous. You know, I, we now know that the way they think, you mean? That's, yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, the, the, the the we now know. Uh, just look at what happened with Angela Merkel and the eight hundred thousand. It actually turns out to be more than a million uh, of Syrian refugees or if you want to call them refugees. You
0: mean the soldiers we've been talking about? That's right, yes. The the well-fed. That's right. The (laughs) 20-something men. Military-age-fighting men who are now raping kids at the nudie beaches and kiddie pools. Right,
1: right, right. It's just... It's a horrific situation. And, uh, you know, how many people would you... Are you willing to... I mean, you know that so many of these people are going to be committing these crimes, rapes and murders, for that matter, and beheadings, and and you're still letting them in. So, uh, I mean, look... You know, I, I'm all, I'm, everyone's appropriate to be cautious about German nationalism, but listen. I lived in Germany. I'm Jewish as well, and I can tell you something. It just ain't the same Germany, okay? Hitler is dead. Nazism is dead. It ain't gonna rise again, all right? And what you're doing instead is by by going so much the other side that you're actually making the, the country extremely endangered uh, at, at this point. Uh, Germans are leaving Germany. And what you'll have is, at the end of the day, give it a couple of decades, you'll have a Sharia law compliant nation called Germany. Yes, and a language will still be officially German, I suppose. Uh, But everything will be in Arabic as well. And there will be different codes of conduct if you're Muslim or if you're not a Muslim. There, There won't be any Christians, so don't you worry about that. It'll be Christian free too. But that's all because they have no sense of themselves. And we, we have to have a sense of ourselves. I guess that's the whole point of what we're talking about. Who are we? And the, the, the Democrats don't ask that question. We conservatives ask that question. And we celebrate who we are. We are USA. 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 They, by contrast, are HRC or Barack Obama.
0: No, B-H-O, Hussein B-H-O. Obama. Yeah, B-H-O, okay, fair yeah. enough. B H O. Use, use the Hussein. Drop yeah. the Hussein <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> the J-F-K, right? This is how they, that's their three little yeah, chants. Okay, but America? What, uh, what What are you? You're living in dinosaur times.
0: Yeah, and take our most beloved president of Ronald Reagan again. Can anyone ever remember us chanting R-W-R, R- yeah, R-W?
1: That's right. It doesn't even roll off the tongue well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nor, nor do we say Ronnie Reagan, Ronnie Reagan. Yeah. you know or reagan or reagan or we we said america whenever he came up the first thing we thought of is america 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 we thought about the values so we thought about his words about the bright what was it was the shining, shining city, city, city on, on, the, on the on the hill yeah and freedom right? and we thought about freedom we think about tear down this wall we don't think about the man as just just glorifying him as if he's the golden calf we don't we don't believe in that they believe in the golden calf okay we believe in... In, in the idea of justice, of capitalism, of uh, freedom, those are the things. And that's why we chant, USA, USA. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Dennis Prager here. If you have a
1: business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, your client loaned $100,000 to a former business partner to use to flip properties, but the former partner used the money to pay off his own personal debts. Yeah, Dennis, the challenge here was that the defendant claimed to not have any money. Even his own lawyer claimed the defendant wasn't paying him. So how did you resolve it? Well, we put his money where his mouth was, asking, why don't you just agree to stipulate to a judgment? That would save our client and his is tens of thousands of dollars pursuing this matter in court. Now my client has a judgment as though he had gone to trial and won. Well, that's another real success. Folks, I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866 575 8111 That's eight six six five seven five eighty one eleven. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie and Seltzer. 8111 and now listen to the Barack Lurie show Sunday mornings at ten AM here on AM eight seventy the answer. topics about obviously the differences between uh, conservatism and liberalism and uh, the cult of personality right so on the one hand we conservatives uh, we say USA USA and on the other hand they say no such thing Uh, you know they, they, they would at best espouse socialism and say isn't socialism great liberalism liberalism but they they don't do that they wouldn't dare do that because I don't think they even know what that means what they do do is they focus on the cult of the personality, whether that's Hillary Clinton, Obama, JFK, um, LBJ, or Franklin Franklin Roosevelt? Yeah, FDR, FDR, yes. right? All the, the all the three all initials. the initials, right? You, you know, if you're dealing with initials, <laughs> if you if you didn't know better as a child, you know who was Democrat and who was a Republican, just look at the initials. Those are the initials. They're all Democrats, right? Not necessarily everyone, like like. Uh, Nobody made uh, William Jefferson Clinton. They didn't did W J C, right? But they call him Bill Clinton, of course, or Jimmy Carter. But if you do have three initials in your name, you're a Democrat,
0: right? <laughs> that's you don't, the you line. don't see us chanting for Reagan R W R R W R. It doesn't trip yeah, trippingly off right. the tongue anyway, but <laughs>
1: they, 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 just they don't want do that it. so badly. Yeah. Anyway, for some reason that that's meaningful to them. But that's neither here nor there. The the point is that it's about the cult of the individual, and they will follow the individual to the end of the earth. And it's about what this this individual will do for me, right? It's not about espousing the message uh, about being an efficient manager and being a a presiding chief over an economy, uh, presiding to make sure that the ideals of, of Americanism Uh, come through that's very important to we republicans to we conservatives in particular but so that's that's the the emphasis of our previous uh, first half now we want to do something that's related and and something that came up the other day i remember this uh it must have been seven or eight years ago there's a friend of mine a liberal friend who do you remember the kilo decision
0: oh yeah the uh the uh what's it called the Eminent they domain, yeah. domain. Yeah. domain. they the, yeah. the taking of private property for no good reason, kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what they
1: did is they they allowed they gave property to a private organization. It, it wasn't the taking of property for the purpose of building a freeway, for example, or a dam, or no, it was some sort of houses, public works.
0: It's people's houses to a pharmaceutical company, right? Which turned out not even to build the plant, but they didn't even return the property to the exactly. Right yeah.
1: So, but putting that, what they did in, in the end is, is a travesty as well, but, but just the very notion that you could give one person's property to another entity because somehow that, that would generate more revenue for the city, I think it was New, New London and Connecticut or something like that. Anyway, uh, weird decision, but that's not the point. The point is that what my liberal friend called about that and we were talking about it and I said, well, what do you think about that kilo decision? I left it very vanilla. Without any interpretation of what it should be, where they should stand. If I said, "Don't you think it's outrageous?" They'll say, "Well, I don't know. I think it might be a good thing." So I just said, "What do you think about that?" And he said, "You know, it's funny. I I I I think it's a bad thing. This kilo decision. It seems like like it's wrong that you should give private." And then a day later, I said, "Do you still think the kilo decision is a bad decision?" Because I do goes, yeah, well, I, I talked to my friend about this who's, who knows about these areas, my liberal friend, and, uh, and I asked him, where do, I, where do we stand on this? Meaning, where do we liberals stand on this issue, right? <laughs> so I said, well, don't you have an opinion yourself? Don't, don't you think it's inherently wrong yourself? I mean, you, you said it the first time we we're talking about it. Well, yeah, but when I spoke to my friend, who I really respect, he said, no, we've got to take this for the team. Literally, he said, this is what we've got to believe. Okay? Because this is what our team wants. So I, I was flummoxed by this. Uh, and without getting into an argument about him, it, it made it clear to me one very important thing. When an issue comes down, for example, the recent Brexit decision, right? I was in Israel at the time. I was on vacation. Uh, you and I had not communicated very much um, during that time. And Dennis Prager uh, had not yet announced anything about it. I didn't hear anything about it. I was excited about Brexit. I loved it because it was about minimizing government and getting the the man off of the back of uh, individual nations, especially Great Britain as it used to be great. So I celebrated it and you even texted me saying, a victory for freedom, something like that, right? And you knew that I would like it too. And and of course, sure enough, I come back and I, I hear Dennis Prager talking about how great it is, this Brexit thing is. And, and the reason why we all three figured this out was because it was about conservatism. We don't have to be taught what is conservative or what our team should be believing. We we, we believe in limited government. When there's something that advances limited government, we are for it, right? When there's something that, that celebrates the individual and it celebrates business freedom as well and religious freedom, we are for it. Okay, so this is... This is the, the, the idea, and, and they don't get this. I mean, we don't have to be told what to believe. But the liberal needs to always kind of look around. Where do I need to follow? Where's the herd going, right? Where is it going? And I want to be there. So here are some examples that I, I, I could think of, and you could chime in later on, Ari, but one of them is about minimum wage, for example. Minimum wage used to be a, um, a big bugaboo. They, they did not like minimum wage. They thought it was, the Democrats, that is, they felt it should be at zero. And I think they were right when they said that. Now, of course, they're the party of the minimum wage, where it should be, the minimum wage should be as high as it can get. Uh, they're all about business regulations. They're all about high taxes. But they, were, they used to be, not the opposite in every respect, but they used to be about low taxes. If you looked at uh, uh, John Kennedy... His, he was all about low taxes, and, and that helped boom some of the economy in the 60s as well. Um, he, he, there was a lot about individual freedoms back then, but they don't believe in that anymore. So they have to kind of, where do we stand on this issue? It's always, where do we stand? Where, where do we go? Uh, then, of course, there was global cooling, right? There was, there's a great example. You were supposed to believe in global cooling, and now you're supposed to—well, then you were supposed to believe in global warming— well, that didn't pan out either, so they, they, they call it climate change now. And you can just see the herd, I mean, just buzzing around, waiting to be told where to go. like It's like a, a border collie, you know, of sheep, you know, yipping at their, and whoever the border collie is, whether that's Al Gore or, or Obama or somebody, they're just nipping at the, the heels of a couple of the sheep, and the, the sheep all start swarming this way instead of that way, right? It's exactly the same thing. And they don't realize how they're being played. And, and the same thing, they, they, even even on the micro level, with the Benghazi video, for example, to this day I, I'm so I'm so um, what's the word I look? At? I, horrified. Just, the horrified is a strong, it's not the word I'm looking for. I, I'm aghast at how people, how the the Susan Rice and how Hillary Clinton and their cronies and the administration, they actually thought that if they go on the Sunday talk shows and they simply say, This was the result of a video, a spontaneous response to a video, not a well-coordinated attack. That that people would believe what she was saying. They actually thought that. That that seemed that they would that that all you need is someone to, to, to yap it like the border collie. And then they'll follow along. And that's what she was doing. She was nipping at the sheep and expecting the sheep to kind of move along with her. And, of course, it didn't work out that way, right? Now we know for a fact that it was nothing to do with the video. And they, they arrested the, the poor schmuck who made the video. <sighs> anyway, it, it, my heart you know, breaks for him. But there are other things, too.
0: Yeah, David Daleiden at uh, the Planned Parenthood videos. Yeah. A couple Planned Parenthood spokespeople come out and says, well, the, the videos are heavily edited. Then the media goes, well, he released videos, but they're obviously heavily edited, according to some experts. Then the next thing you know, the leftists and liberals in our lives, whenever we say, well, you know, they're selling baby parts. Yeah, but those videos were heavily edited. Right. Uh, You know, they they received it straight from
1: shepherd to sheepdog to sheep. Right. That's on the micro level. But let's go back to the macro level about the, the actual big positions that they were supposed to be taking. We talked about global warming. We talked about uh, minimum wage and such like that. But can there I
0: talk a- about the one that I mentioned to you offline? Yeah, so that,
1: but but the- in okay. a moment because uh, I, I do like that one, but there are, there are others, um, and uh, there was. Um, the music industry, for example, and maybe this is what, what you were talking well, about. I was going to talk
0: about the porn industry, but you can do music okay. industry.
1: So the music industry, they, you know, Al Gore was, uh, you know, they they trotted in all, all these rock groups of the day in the 90s, Twisted Sister. Middle and, 80s,
0: 1985. Middle 80s, okay, yeah. right. Twisted Sister, And he, Sister, d- he demanded,
1: demanded to know how they could justify their lyrics, right? Never mind the First Amendment problems, right? So, I mean, I'm all for First Amendment. I, I don't have to like it. I think some of it's disgusting, especially a lot with the rap music, but I would never tell them that they couldn't do it. Now, you wanted, to, you wanted to descend into immorality, that's your business, but I'll never tell you that it's illegal, okay? But they had no problem doing it in the 80s, Al Gore, and and barely any Democrat batted an eye about that. And then likewise, um, you know, they're all about, they, they used to be all about freedom of expression and freedom of ideas, and they would talk about Fahrenheit 451, and uh, all, all the books that they claim that the Republicans are somehow trying to quash, but yeah, it,
0: burning Playboy magazines, bur- uh, Beatles albums, Catcher in the Rye, Kurt Vonnegut books, you yeah, know, the, all those ACLU, uh, People for the American Way, stuff right. of, of social yeah. justice,
1: anti none of which we actually were seeking to ban, right. right? I mean, but but somehow we got labeled with the ones <laughs> being seeking to ban it because I guess we're religious. We have a moral code, you understand, but they think that because we have a moral code, that that, therefore we we want to impose that moral code as a law code, which we we never said we wanted to do, right? Not even abortion, for that matter, right? But let's go back to, to, we talked about music and how they, now, of course, it's all about open lyrics and everything else. Suddenly, they're all about that. They they also used to be very open uh, about all the swearing and everything else, right, that they wanted to do. And now... They want to control the internet as well with the FCC. They want to treat that as an FCC yeah, situation. Or call
0: right? even more granularly college speech codes. That's, it used to be, don't tell me what not to say. Right. And now they're
1: all about, oh, don't say that. You'll offend people. That's right. You got it. Exactly right. Um, so it's, it's, it's all topsy-turbers. What, what was once um, pure censorship and they would decry that, now censorship is totally acceptable. Maybe they don't see it. Because, you know, they, they, they parlay their phrasing in, in a self-justifying way where they, they call it hate speech. And therefore, you can do whatever you want with hate speech, right? So long as somebody wants to, uh, to be hating, right? Uh, th- that's their approach. I, I, I find it so bizarre because every single step along the way, these people, the, the, the advocates of liberalism, they're, they're actually waiting to be told what to believe. Yeah, Just like when Susan Rice told them to believe about the video or otherwise, like you just mentioned before. It's just, are you really that sheepish? Do you really want to wait? Um, and, and I hear people just repeating the mantra when it comes to the emails, the email scandals, for example, with uh, Hillary Clinton. Her mantra was that not one of those emails that I sent or received was marked classified. And she expects people to echo that over and over again. And sure enough, our liberal friends did that. And we had to kind of delve deeper. You you do understand that if that were the only criteria, then she could literally send out secrets on, on her own because she didn't mark classified and, and destroy the country and then say, Well, not not my problem,
0: right? And that her position gave her the responsibility to mark or not mark things classified. That's right. Yeah. And just because she didn't mark it doesn't mean the information isn't well under some classification yeah. of secret.
1: Yeah. The the whole where do we stand on this issue is is fascinating to me because it really just expects you to be, have a, just that you're a tabulosa uh, uh, every single day. We can change you. You know, it's it's very similar to 1984, the book 1984.
0: It's not very similar. It's congruent. It's identical to 1984.
1: Congruent. (laughs) I've been meaning to use that word in a long time. Thank you very much. Congruent. This is the (laughs) word of the day. Exactly. (laughs) No, congruent means it's running parallel to it. But it's very similar. It's, it's on all fours, as we would say, in, uh, in the law. I think it is on all fours. Because in 19, the book 1984, why do we say this? George Orwell uh, talks about the Orwellian world, because it's now a new adjective for, for his great book 1984, about the world where you're told one thing to believe on, the, on one day, and then literally the next day you're told, no, no. And, and it, it, you believe the opposite. And, and the example of 1984 was that they were at war with a country or a, an empire called Oceania, right? Oceania, or something like that. And and then they they were told, no, no, we've never been at war with Oceania, right? It, it, it was really fascinating, and people were like waiting what to, what to believe, what to believe, and they would follow the message. The sheep did what they were told to do. And there, of course, it was more dictatorial, but he, but it's really not that much different. I mean, who cares whether it's dictatorial, whether you willingly follow... Blindly somebody or uh, because you, you do it of your own volition or whether somebody is doing it to you, does it really matter? Right. I mean, if if, if someone tells you I'm, I'm pointing a gun to you now and I want you to to, to create rape and mayhem uh, across the street right now and then you do it and you do it reluctantly. But then but then if you do exactly the same thing, but you do it voluntarily because you believe in something like that, what's the difference? The mayhem is just the same. So that's the only distinction. It's not much of a distinction between the world we live in today and the world of 1984, the book 1984, yeah, not the year al- 1984.
0: Although there are some other congruences, the elimination of language, yeah. the banning of words, the way in, in the book, and the film, they were constantly celebrating how the dictionary is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Oh, interesting. We don't need to use six more words today.
1: Wow, you know? yeah. And, and that's
0: exactly what happens on the college campus.
1: Yeah, and they, they tell you how to uh, how to parlay your words. I mean, for example, there was a, a lot of discussion on Facebook and otherwise about how we should be using the phrase Syrian migrants, not Syrian refugees, right? Or no, that we should say refugees, not migrants, right? Because to say migrants would mean that they are voluntarily coming out this way and such like that. So you better say refugees because... That, that accepts the fact that they have been forced out of their situation, right? But why? I, how do you prove that? I, I, that's another story altogether. Look, I, I, I just despise the surrendering of, of the intellect. And everything is upside down. They will tell you, Ari, the conservative, that you're the, 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 the one lacking intelligence. You're not the intellectual. But they're just embracing everything. They're the ones just following around. And, and the dog, the little border collie that we're talking about, he's just yapping. And he's saying, oh, if you want to be considered smart, go this way. If you want to be considered smart, go that way.
0: Yeah, there's no intellectual processing in those None. who are just absorbing what they're told and regurgitating it, rather than those of us who are on the other side of the political fence who actually have to discern what our ideas means, and then figure out a certain pattern of words to use to explain why we believe what we think. Right. Which is called um, thinking.
1: Right. Well, I mean, but here we go, for example, like, uh, okay, here's a good example. And I, I think you want to talk about the porn industry. So yeah. let's talk about that in a moment. Just file that away. Uh, and the, I guess. The,
0: just so you know, the two I want to talk about are the healthcare industry and the porn industry. Oh, great. So okay. I'll talk yeah. About All right. When you're done with that. I'll yeah.
1: So uh, the last one I'll talk about is about the transgender movement. Look, it's such a good example of, of what we're talking about. right? Because if you were to say just five years ago, I think even a year ago, that one of the greatest civil rights issues and everyone would be crying about would be about the right of a man to use a woman's bathroom or, or a woman's uh, locker room, you'd say, that's, that's really absurd. It's one of those slippery slope, absurd arguments that you conservatives present uh, in order to justify your position on, on X. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you know that that's absurd. It'll never get to that position, Mr. Lurie or Mr. David, and uh, stop it with your nonsense, right? Well, here we are. Okay. And, and not only that, but, I mean, I remember when I talked to, there's like three liberal friends, when the, the transgender issue came out, right away, I raced to the phone and I said, okay, what do you guys think? Is this crazy? Is this, is this a line or a bridge too far for you guys? You tell me quick, quickly. Yeah, before it, you
0: get your marching orders. Yeah, before, before yeah. your talking points I, I, arrive.
1: I really, I was racing before I knew that they could catch, you know, what they were supposed to be told. Right but, from before, Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Yes. Right, 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 right. Before the Borg got to them, right yes. from, from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and they, they did not, uh, you know, they, they said, well, I don't know, you know, <laughs> it, it, it came in the context of Bruce Springsteen. That's what it was. He refused to play in either North or South Carolina.
0: Yeah, South North Carolina became yeah. the new Sun City for him. Right, right, Remember yeah.
1: That? And he refused to play because he didn't want to support a state that would not honor the right of a man to to go into a woman's bathroom. Really, Bruce? <laughs> really? Don't this piss is, on a woman's seat. <laughs> this is where this is where you're going. This is the great Bruce. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Bunch of Nazis. <laughs> what idiots. So anyway, but putting that aside, like I said, you know, what do you think about that? Do you, I mean, there are a lot of ticket holders. who must be pretty pissed, right, about this. <laughs> that you got, you paid. You know, some people paid really good money. I'm sure they got their money back, but they made plans and everything else, and and also that Mr. Springsteen could feel good about himself, but not, you know, playing in a in a state that that he feels somehow violates some civil rights. Well, who said it was a civil right in the first place? And. And really, is this a is this a bridge that you want to cross? What what is that with you? So I asked them, and they they they, they literally told me, well, we have to study this issue better, which meant we, we have to word be told. From yeah, we have to wait <laughs> till what, what Rachel we have to Maddow wait says. Wait till Wolf Blitzer tells us what to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but they but the funny thing is, they really don't need them as the border collies, Now that I think about it, because at the end of the day, here's the litmus test. If it sounds crazy, then then you as a liberal must believe in it, okay? right? <laughs> it's, oh, okay. Well, that's absurd. Sure. <laughs> should we be spitting on each other's faces all the time as a civil right? Should should, should I be allowed to spit You're on everyone? You're tell else? me I shouldn't. If I if I I need to be allowed to be sp- to spit on if if I so feel like it. Some people are more salivating, uh, you know, have more sal- saliva than than others, and they need to get rid of it. Well, and if, if I need to express my anger at somebody, I should be able to spit on him, okay? And uh, who are you to stop me from doing so? It's my God-given right, okay? Yeah. That's crazy, right? And if I were to ask a, a liberal what his position on that, what he should be thinking is, if that's crazy... Therefore I should believe in it.
0: Yeah, and just if if you that's, think for that's example, which is a far-fetched, unrealistic example for the sake of example they sure. gave, is so far fetched. They're actually talking, I've heard it talked, about making it so people infected with HIV should not be banned from giving blood. Oh, God. Yes, because their argument is, well the medicines are so good now. Uh, right? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, Facebook.
0: Barack's Facebook stream went out. Mine is still here. Hey, guys. Exactly right. Uh, Now, the two I wanted to mention are healthcare and and the porn industry. And the the idea being with both is they're contradictory to – previous messages we've gotten from the left. and In fact, an overriding previous message we've gotten from the left that goes to this entire theme is the line in the Bob Dylan song where he says, you don't need a weatherman to tell you which way the wind blows. Well, right. I thought the left and liberals didn't need the weatherman, the Borg, Mad Owl, Wolf Blitz, right. or to tell them what oh, to think.
1: Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> right? That's a very hmm. good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, he- here's the funny thing is that you do need a weatherman to some extent to tell you which way the wind blows. But because, and that weatherman is the Bible, right? I mean, if, if you really had the operating manual, and this is, I, I want to give credit to Dennis Prager. He says he had a whole show about, do you read the, the, um, the instructions that you get with any new gizmo, right? Uh, you buy a camera, oh, you, buy a, great point. you buy a watch, right? And he went on for almost the full hour talking about, you know, call in, tell me. Do you just kind of get the instructions and you kind of toss them? You, you figure, I'll figure this out by myself. How hard can this be? But you do find, don't you, when, when so long as the instructions are, are accessible enough, you do find that you say, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, this is a cool little feature I didn't think about. Okay, great. power saving mode and all that stuff. And it's not just the on button, right? You no, know, it's
0: nested modes of, of yeah, different Yeah, all sorts of cool things, little yeah. things.
1: And, and you want to, you know, observe those things. And, uh, and what do you think? And he had all these callers call in. And I thought to myself, Dennis, you have lost it. I just thought, what is this about? This is a, and then in the last 10 minutes of the show, he said, now, what is your personal instruction manual? Right? And, and, and he said, uh, you, you call in, you tell me. I'll tell you what mine is. It's the Bible. Okay? That's the, the instruction manual. And I think that's what the weatherman, so to speak, to use your, your uh, reference point is. The Bible is our reference point, whether we realize it or not. You know, you could pretend all day long that it doesn't exist, that that doesn't inform you, but it does. You, 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 it's, it's like, uh, I mean, the fact that we speak English, right? The reason why we speak English and we don't speak with an accent and so on, we speak it fluently, is because other people have taught us that language, and we will teach it to our children, and we are. It's just it's part of the mother's milk now. And what else is part of the mother's milk is our sense of freedom, our sense of justice, our sense of, uh, you know, that adultery is wrong, that murder is wrong, that theft is wrong, um, and that men and women are separate, you know, distinct and so on. and All the things that we treasure as part of our civilization. But that all came from the instruction manual that other people have been, you know, uh, constantly feeding the next generation and then the next generation and so on. That's the way it is. So but but I guess it's still if you don't have that, then you're going to be privy to you're going to be susceptible to any border collie like Rachel Maddow, like Al Gore. (laughs) Right. Like Obama. (laughs) They're they're constantly telling you what to believe because you have thrown away the instruction manual. That's why. Right. Great
0: point. Brilliant point. And we're done. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. I, I just had some flippant remarks about two little industries. No, it's okay. I no, go ahead. I, I,
1: I want to hear about this well, because the, the, two the one porn one industry dimension. and the Obamacare.
0: The two I wanted to mention is uh, healthcare and uh, the porn industry. And I generally base my perceptions of liberalism, of where liberalism was between, say, 1977 and 1989. Right. And between, in that era, the big thing was let's keep the government out of stuff, including our bedrooms, our bodies, etc. Fast forward to 2010 with Obamacare, let's invite the government into every orifice of our body, yeah. every cell of our body, every room in our house, except the bedroom, right. unless we're – actually, they're allowed in the bedroom unless we happen to be engaging in male-on-male sexual congress, as Victor Davis Hansen refers to <laughs> a congress. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, but other than that, uh, the government could come in and tell us any sort of dictate, you know.
1: It's very really incredible. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, including what to put in between the uh, different uh, sexual organs or puzzle pieces of the bodies of the, the, the people engaging in said Congress or whatever. And then the other one is, of course, the porn industry. Back in my day. Well, but when,
1: I want you to talk about the porn industry in a second, but I just want to add, chime in to this other point about what you just said. Because the question really is why? Why would they do that? And that, this harks back to a point that you and I spoke about a long time ago. Here's why. Because those liberals, they just can't help themselves, right? They can't be, you know, all regulatory in, in, in all these other areas and then be, oh, yeah, you do what you want in this other area. It turns out, no, they can't help themselves. Like the scorpion that has to kill the frog as, as the frog is you know, carrying him across the river. That's what they do. They regulate. Oh, my God.
0: I just thought of another one. Drug legalization. Yeah. Back in the day, it was, I want to smoke pot. Get get away from my pot. There you go. Now we have our pot, but what are they arguing about? Taxing and regulating it. Right. Well, I know that pot, if we take that money and tax it, we could fund our schools. That's right. Now, the logic of that <laughs> is so idiotic. This school
1: <laughs> to brought to you by.
0: With, we're going to sell kids' pot tax it, and then give them money for the school so they can learn uh, a cycle of moronity and that. Um, but the, the big one for me is the porn industry because the big thing always was, uh, hey, let's keep the government and the police away from my pent- penthouse right. and Hustler and my right, right. porn and whatever. Now you have liberals who run the state of California, the county and city of Los Angeles, making every oppressive regulation they can dream up on to regulate every aspect of the porn industry. Right. To the point where the porn industry is fleeing to Texas. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: It's hysterical. I mean,
0: the entirety of that. Texas.
1: That's a very funny thing. <laughs> the porn industry is it's very. Look, and, and speaking this I mean, is, Meaning, this liberals is, can truly ruin everything. Yeah. Well, and this is. Uh, here's another area. Now, I'm so glad that as we're talking about this, it kind of resonates with other issues. And this, I suppose, is. Uh, well, it's related to sex and sexuality. So let's put it, the, put it that way. The whole dress code, and for that matter, pornography. Uh, In the old days, of course, during the 60s and so on, you you saw everyone chime in about pornography and this is degrading to women. And I think it is, all right? We we both agreed about that. And they talked about how not to sexualize our girls. I agree about that, too. I guess I really was an old-time feminist, now that I think about it. But now- Well, my
0: daughters, of course. Right. Other people's daughters. Right, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) What's good for? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> but he, the point is that that now, of course, it's instead of now it's like show your stuff as much as possible. Uh, I guess it's sexuality, baby, um, sexual power. Uh, you know, sh- you strut your your buttocks everywhere. Shut your, bo- you know, show your yeah, boobs twerk. everywhere. Twerk. This is all about some sort of freedom. I, 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 freedom to do what? To to. To just let the men see you as a sexual object—this isn't the very thing that you were fighting against. But now you're you're somehow celebrating it. Uh, maybe Gloria Steinem still feels the way she does. I assume she does. She's an older, mature woman at this point. But you know, the, the new feminists—where do you stand on this issue? Well, I
0: think they're just horribly confused. It goes to the same thing in feminism of Hillary Clinton's success. Uh, they tell us gender doesn't matter, but then the, the the presidential candidate they're pushing on us. They're saying her main qualification is her gender. That's right. And then they're saying <laughs> yeah, she's point. a great feminist, and feminism is based on not relying on a man for any of your to achieve any station in life. And she's the one woman in American politics who would have no station in life it right. wasn't for yes, her husband. Yes,
1: exactly right. Bill Clinton
0: and has, her husband her. is an
1: abusive creep. Right. To but, other women too. Which is, which is another story altogether. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, everything's changing in the feminism world, right? Yes. And it's like, wait, wait, hang on. It's like, but you're supposed to believe, again, going back to the border collie uh, notion, right? You you know, they're yipping, yapping and yipping and nipping at your heels, telling you, okay, well, now what I want you to think is the more skin you show, the better for you, and the more power you have as a woman for some reason. I don't get that, but nevertheless, uh, that's the way you should do it. So. More, be more like a man. Uh, go into his uh, bathrooms and his uh, and his locker rooms. The, the, you know, girl power, whatever that means. Uh, nowadays, I have no idea. It, it's all a big mystery. What a, what a strange world we live in. I must say. Um, listen, do we have time for some of our comments from um, um, Twitter folks? There
0: aren't a lot. The, the main one is the great David Brayton wrote, uh, because this camera is only facing at me, he oh, wrote, Barack isn't even really there, <laughs> so I turn the camera around. Yes, I am. There's here. Barack.
1: You see. Okay, are you happy,
0: David? <laughs> happy? All right. Uh, the, the one cap on that point you just made, though, is, of course, the end game where this is all leading, which is the tolerance of Sharia law and the subjugation of women using well black clothes and what looks like um, you know garbage bags right so on the one hand in the it, it, feminism went from uh, i'm not just a set of orifices i'm a human being with a brain damage right. to i'm free don't slut-shame me i'm free to to s- flash my orifices wherever And how dare you look at them and how dare you judge them (laughs) Two, how dare you judge the people who are using violence to force me to cover up my orifices? Yeah, it's it's a complete cluster. You know
1: what it's it's how dare you discuss anything related to that's the only thing that's consistent. How dare you you judge me in any way, shape or form? Uh, We get to judge ourselves. Right. And uh, and you're you're a horrible person for thinking anything else. It's it's just it's like that like that uh, uh simpson episode where the principal skinner who's been caught kind of saying that there is a difference between men and women boys and girls for that matter and he, he gets so booed and he gets so tongue-tied he doesn't know what to do with himself and when he's asked what he did learn about this whole experience later on he says all i know is that uh no one's better than anyone else and everyone's the best at everything right <laughs> right <laughs> and that's you know, obviously that you can't do that It's just, it's a mind twist You just can't get around this Right, anyway, it's Orwellianism yeah, You're,
0: you're it just is. fine as long as you don't think or speak
1: Right Other than that, that's right. <laughs> you're great And if you notice any contradiction, well, that's shame on you yeah. that, That's the only shame that exists
0: Right, and as right. long as you commit crime, you're good to go As long as you complain about crime, you're racist
1: Right, oh, good point, yeah <laughs> right. Because it, yeah, there you go uh, But it's so funny, we, we and we talked about this on the Sunday show About how um, don't slut shame a girl. Don't you know? We talked about there's a reason why women need to say no. And and that is that, it's the women that, by, by saying no, they make, we men much better. We make we we help grow civilization. So we have to. It's a dance between men and women. I'm not talking about fake dance. Uh, an artificial dance. I'm talking about, you know, the women bring out the best in men, and men should be bringing out the best in women.
0: Right. There's things that we want from a woman. Okay? Right. I'm not going to enumerate them beyond right. uh, the food and the companionship. And it's, but it, it, there's that other yeah. thing, and it's a it's woman's job. not about, job a, it's not about a to challenge. make us try to acquire that thing that we want from them right. through the best way possible for being right. a, a prosperous, successful gentleman, right. and
1: not a, a brutal thug. Well, they, they say, don't slut shame us. But at the same time, the one thing that they cannot be is a coward, right? You, you never hear about what a coward she was, right? You don't hear that. You hear what a slut she was, yes. But and you don't. Hear, but likewise, you don't hear what a slut that guy is, right? But why is that so different? I think I think that those are are identical. Okay, it's it's a. We men are expected not to be cowards, and so we. But but conversely, we expect women not to be sluts right? Not to give it up so easily. And, but they don't want that. They want you to kind of let them be who they're going to be and be as, to, to use the phrase, to be as slutty as they want to be, to sleep with whoever they want, and they don't want you to look down on them about it. Well, you know what? We're going to think what we're going to think at the end of the day. Yes, you can think it's unfair that we men can maybe even be deemed proud for, being, for having a lot of women. That's fine. I, I, you, can, you can say that all day long. But don't forget there's an inconsistency in how, what bravery is and what courage is and what cowardice is because you women get to be as brave as you like or as cowardly as you like, and no one will give a damn about the difference, right? Bottom line. Okay, but we're going a little far afield from this. The, the point is, just as we've said, that the liberal always waits to be told what to think. It, it, it's, uh, and if you are liberal and you think, that you are somehow an individual thinker. Ask yourself where how have you come to believe what you believe today? My guess is that you that if you do believe as a liberal typically believes today, it's because you went to college, you you learned it from a high school teacher or whatever. But you certainly didn't get it from a very deep religious family home. Okay? And because if you did uh, sorry, if, if you got your values from a deeply religious home, you would be thinking all the time. You would be cynical all the time. You would be uh, critical, a critical thinker. And I know that, th- that that doesn't resonate with you, but trust me, the religious ones, they're the thinkers. All right. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk with you next week.